0: It's time for Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Here's your host, Brian Newton, with Brandon Snide. Well, it's Thursday, and whether we like it or not, we talk about the Packers' past game and look ahead to the next game. Brandon Snide comes in. You hear him every morning on Wisconsin's Morning News, and he's nice enough to come here on Thursdays. And lament with us. So I don't know. I guess I'll start, Brandon. Congratulations, because your prediction of a Packers loss last week was correct. Other than that, I was eventually gonna get some. one right here, Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, uh man, uh I'm, I'm just gonna cut to it. The Packers offense is not getting better. Uh every week there's dropped passes. Every week yeah. we have to say, well, the, the receiving core is young, blah blah blah. Uh, penalties were unbelievable, the amount of penalties last week. Uh, Rashid Walker got replaced at left tackle by mm-hmm. uh, Yosh Nijman. And uh, it's just, it's not looking good. And while it's easy to blame Jordan Love, it's not all Jordan Love's fault, except for the fact that he seems to be holding the ball a long time. And he even kind of admitted that he was hesitating. So, what's a Packer yeah. fan to do?
1: Yeah, no, um, to, to go off your last point there, Brian, because you hit the, the nail on the head, he is holding on to the ball, but I think what you just said prior to all of that is the reason you're seeing Jordan Love hesitate, right? You, Rasheed Walker, out of there. You know, Yosh Nyman in there. Then Yosh got hurt, so he had to leave. Then Walker was put back in at left tackle. Yeah. He doesn't trust what he's seen anymore. Like, what happened in week one and, and how confident he was against the Bears, how confident he was against The Atlanta Falcons remember, Brian, after the first two weeks of the season, Jordan Love, this same quarterback in Green Bay, number 10, led the NFL in touchdown passes. He had seven touchdowns to just one interception. He was leading the NFL in that touchdown category. He was trusting his eyes. He was trusting his playmakers. That has all fallen to the wayside. You see guys are are not getting the checkdowns at the line of scrimmage. You got Jordan Love dropping back for a pass on Sunday, and no receivers go out for a pass. Yeah. Um, you're seeing the offensive line just unable to sustain, not only in the passing game, Brian, but they cannot get anything going in the running game. And you and I have talked about it at nauseum. If you are unable to establish a run game in any offense, in any facet of, of, of the NFL, but especially – with the Matt LaFleur offense, like, everything else just isn't going to work. And he, he's just a guy where, look, I'm not going to make excuse for you know excuse after excuse for him. I'm a Jordan Love fan. I think the potential is still there for him to be an above-average quarterback. But right now, he's a guy where he doesn't trust the play calling. He knows that there's no running game. Nobody's healthy. Um, the receivers aren't sure what they're doing. Nobody's stepped up on that offensive side of the ball to be like, was going to go make a play, and he talked about it after after the game on Sunday. It was more of the, I would say we've only seen, we heard him talk a handful of times, but right, it was the most frustrated I've heard Jordan Love he's taking over, Like, and he said it. like We've got to look in the mirror, and somebody's got to make a play. Somebody's got to step up and, and make a play. Like He cannot do it on his own, and I know the easiest thing in the world to do is to blame the quarterback, but you see all these guys on Twitter, um, Kurt Bankert, Uh, Kurt Warner, uh, going to his Jordan Love's defense because they're they're watching the tape and they're like, look, I mean, if you don't want to take my word for it, these you know that one of them is a Hall of Famer. He's like, no quarterback, and I'm paraphrasing Kurt Warner, no quarterback in the NFL would succeed with this. Nothing's working. So, no, and when
0: your receivers are dropping six passes on the day uh, and big passes, uh, passes that could have turned could have turned things into something good, you know. enough with the they're the youngest well you signed these guys everybody knew they were the youngest yeah. I think most Packers fans expected things to be a little rocky this year but this is this is getting sure.
1: crazy well and Brian goodenkins talked about that um, yesterday um, I believe it was yesterday it was either yesterday or today uh, we're basically where he said we yeah, basically what he said we, we expected more out of our, our young receivers you know it was just We expected them to be better, and two of them are second-year guys. Although both of them missed, you know, time. You and I have talked about that before. They missed time last year, so you know they're they're not seasoned vets. Um, But this was expected. The only issue with it being expected was you wanted to see a progression, right? You wanted to see something where, like, you and I could be here, Brian, on a Thursday night looking back, like, yeah. But you remember that, you know, week four, five, and six where they. You know, they went for 200 yards and a few touchdowns, and they just looked apart, you know, and, and had a roller coaster type season. All we've had is since week one and two is a drop of the roller coaster. Yeah. We haven't seen anything to, like, you know, perk our eyes up a little bit and be like, okay, well, that was pretty nice because nothing seems to be working. And really, it's such – it's just so unfair, Brian, to, to, to Jordan Love. Like, I feel awful for the kid. Because he's been waiting, you know, he wasn't drafted. He didn't ask for this. He didn't ask to right. come here and sit behind Aaron Rodgers. And everybody's always like, "Well, he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. He's been in the system for four, going on four years. None of that matters. You got to yeah, play the game. You got to get his the snap. receivers haven't. There's
0: you know <laughs> no, nothing that would support him has sat there and waited too. Uh, what's the deal with Aaron Jones? He again only what did he play twenty three no twenty three snaps was against Denver about the same yeah. um the other night is he still hurt from the hamstring is it are they just so not confident
1: I, his running back Ben sermons, the running back coach talked this week and said you know he thinks you know he's uh you know back to being where he should be um as far as like health wise and speed wise. The, I, when I was at the game on Sunday. I was behind the bench. Uh, he has that hamstring uh, taped up. So it, it's there. Okay. He's icing it in between, um, you know, when the defense is out on the field. He just doesn't, you know, and, and I think it could be a little bit of what Jordan Love has as well, is where like he's just not trusting his blocks up front. You know, he's not getting a good read. If there is a hole, 95% of the time, there just hasn't been anything created. On a consistent basis, to where he can build off of that, and and part of it too, Brian is like like you said, he's just not getting the carries. I mean, yeah. I believe it was the, uh, the Denver game; he only had eleven touches total. Actually, that might have been against the Vikings. I'm not exactly sure. That was sure. against the Vikings. But I mean, he's yeah, he had not
0: twenty three against Denver. Yes,
1: yeah, so, yeah. So he's just not touch like he's not getting into a rhythm on offense, and and there's plays where. The Packers ended up scoring a touchdown, but they're down there on the goal line inside the five yard line, and they take him out and they put AJ Dillon in. And I can understand the theory behind it, right? A bigger bag, sure. um, But everybody knows when AJ Dillon's coming on the field, Brian, what the plan is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we kind of understand. <laughs> yeah, you can. You no can't really defend. Me. Yeah, we know you're going to run up the gut. It's going to be an RPO or you know what have you. But when Aaron Jones is out there, he just adds such a dynamic to where like defenses can't play they got to play off balance because they don't know you know he, he they have to respect him in the passing game as well as the running game um, but they've not been able to identify like a consistent game plan and that falls on Matt LaFleur you know a lot of this falls on Matt LaFleur right we knew going into the season you and I knew this every packer fan knew this wasn't going to be a super bowl year we knew we were going to have some ups and some downs and the downs weren't going to be real good but we're we're going over a, a month we're going on five weeks without a win you know something's eventually got to give. Like they got to snap out of it. Guys got to play better. You said six drops. That's what Matt Lafleur said. I think that was a generous number. I mean, I felt like every drive had two or three big ones. You know, and, and the game probably would have been a little bit different had Dontavian Wicks held on to that one at the goal line. He probably scores if he doesn't drop that uh, with his momentum carrying him into the end zone. And then you're looking at a, a one score game with six seven minutes left, and it probably would have changed how that game was played. So. Yeah, Jordan Love's not playing great. I don't think that's any secret, but fire, fire around him. Nobody else is either.
0: What about the what about the inability? And this is uh, really infuriating. The inability of the Packers to score until they're way down in the second half.
1: Yeah, that if is something can... I. I don't. Somebody get asked me that too. I I have no idea. I like. I wish. You know, all my family and all my friends ask me the same questions. Like, you're at the games, you know, you're watching them. I, I it's inex, inexplainable. I, I don't know. Like, I, I not figure out a reason. Talk about, people talk about scripted plays. Matt LaFleur, you hear Matt LaFleur talk it, talk about it. Scripted plays means that the team has implemented 15 to 20 plays throughout the course of the week. They walk through it on the day before the game. This is what we're going to run. You know, if we see, or, you know, this defense, we're going to, Call to this. If we see this, we're going to go to this. Like they have all of this already done. Everybody in the on the team knows what they're supposed to do. Nothing's changing unless there's obviously an injury. And it looks like they've never pl- practiced these plays ever yeah. until the third yeah. quarter. <laughs> so it's it's I don't so know. And I, I think who like knows? you would think like if you're Matt Lafleur, like you're going into a game where you're playing teams that aren't very good right in the last few weeks that teams have not Desmond Ritter I know that was week two he lost his starting job he lost to the Raiders they fired their coach and their GM you know the Broncos were a a mess until they beat the Packers now they won like a few They just beat the Chiefs so that loss I guess doesn't look terrible but like you would think going in against these weaker you know you know teams with defenses that you would have a, a good start to your offense but Nope. I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, just not have it. All
0: right. Well, let's look <laughs> yeah. ahead. The uh, Rams come in on Sunday. We don't know. Uh, don't know for sure if Matthew Stafford is going to play. His status is still in question. Um, the Packers have had pretty good luck against the Rams at Lambeau, but mm-hmm. you know the the Rams seem to be. You know they would. They want to prove that they've. You know uh, that they're better than they're being perceived lately. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen Sunday? Are we gonna? Is there going to be a bright spot for fans, or is it going to be more of the same?
1: I think this week is going to be a win, Brian. And I know, wow. right. I predicted wins like all year. But I think it's going to be a win. I don't think Matt Stafford's going to play. They already elevated uh, another quarterback this week. He has a sprained UCL in his thumb. So even if he does play, it's going to be cold outside. I don't know if he's going to be hundred percent effective. Uh, on offense, they have some receiving threats. Obviously, you traded Rasul Douglas for the Packers, so you lose your best cornerback this year so far. Uh, throughout the course of the year, so that's obviously a big question mark. But at, at some point, I just can't imagine that this team is going to lose five straight games. I think at some point they're going to. It's something's going to click. Whether whether it clicks all game or it clicks for just. <laughs> Three quarters, but they're going to eventually. They're going to get something going. They Matt Lafleur talked about it this week. He he mixed up some things uh, throughout the course of their week. They've been adding competition to practice, kind of like what training camp is. They added it to practice this week. He said it's bring you know bringing out a little bit of fire throughout the guys. So they mixed up yeah. team meetings. They're they're doing something, you know. And you got to give that you got to give him credit for that. Right, you know, well, we can be hard listen, on I love Matt Lafleur, I but, love
0: the optimism that we got to give him something. Uh, I appreciate we got to give us- him at least something. All right, we'll give we'll give them that. And you give us your time every week which is much appreciated. Uh Brandon, people can hear you on Wisconsin's morning news. You talk Packers and all the sports. We will talk to you again next week. Again, you have you have said this is the week the Packers are going to beat the Rams.
1: All right. Fingers that, crossed. That's right, Brian. Thanks guys. Have
0: a great Thanks, night. Thanks, Brandon, talk to you later.